0: Namaskar. Hello and welcome to P Guru's channel. I'm your host, Sri Ayer. Yes, Imran did bowl a googly. Wait, isn't he a fast bowler? Where does the question of bowling a googly come from? That's what makes it all the more interesting. The the fact that everybody was gearing up for the no-confidence motion and the possible violence ahead of it. There were 8,000 rangers who were standing guard outside to make sure that no lumpens would get in and disrupt the no confidence process. But then the no confidence vote never took place. And, and Imran Khan has managed to dissolve the Pakistani National Assembly and has asked for, or recommended, I should say, fresh elections. Now, how do you think a selected prime minister is going to uh, win back next time around? After all, he was selected, not elected it was the army which was supposedly standing in polling booths and making sure that the vote was cast in favor of pti and imran khan and even then pmln as well as um, you know uh, ppp of, uh, of bhutto they managed to still get quite a few votes so there was a slender majority that imran khan was enjoying and now that he has called for fresh elections how does he think he is going to storm back to power now having the sympathy of the electorate is one thing but then the game is not being played at the election the game is being played at who gets to vote how they don't have an evM they were talking about getting an evM they don't have the money for that they could have maybe nicely asked India could you just come and conduct the elections for us we can be you know that would be ideal because it will be a neutral observer. But then you know, Pakistan—it's too far. I mean, they are too egoistic to ask something as sensible as that. In fact, I would even recommend Bangladesh ask India to conduct their elections for them because it's a neutral party. There's a semblance of neutrality here, and you don't need to go outside of uh, the South Asian sphere to go and have somebody else conduct the election. It's just me airing out some thoughts. But I want to talk about a couple of other things that have happened that have not really. Caught the imagination of the press, meaning like it hasn't found itself in print. It is in the fine print. First thing is remember this Barrick gold uh, uh, announcement that they were taking over the mining of Rikodik. You know, the the ex- expression that comes to mind is "hand ki safai" slate of hand. Why? You know, if you just go and look in a little bit, the company that was owed the money, TCC. And uh, is itself a joint venture between Barracks Code and the third company, a Chilean company called Antofagasta. Anto, A N T O F A G A S T A, Antofagasta JV. So it's a, a game between the three of them. They were just basically saying, okay, now we will rename this thing. Instead of TCC taking over, it is going to be Barracks Code and the court has said, okay, fine, you can wave off the 11 billion because after after all, it is a matter of the left hand taking the money and giving it to the, I should say the other way around, left hand taking the money, giving it to the right hand. So that was what it was. I've always had a doubt whether this barracks gold was really something new, whether there was fresh investment coming in because who would be stupid enough? Having seen the Baloch attack on the forward camp, in uh, Pakistan, why would somebody want to go and redo a mine in Rikodik? So that is one challenge. The other challenge that they have, and I'm going to show you is that um, now they're saying that they're going to invest 10 billion and create 8,000 jobs. And and Balochis have really, really drawn the line saying, "Uh uh-uh, none of that thing is going to happen. So let's just take a look at how this is going to shape up imran khan will say okay i'm going to run on my record and and you will uh, you know you can see that uh, the, he will never say anything against the establishment he's already called the opposition three stooges one of them being shahbaz sharif the second one being ali asif zardari and the third one being uh, maulana diesel okay so and then he always takes pot shots at nawaz sharif for a bhagoda somebody having uh, run away to london this, by the way, uh, somebody from PTI allegedly attacked uh, Nawaz Sharif. His guard also was injured in London. So these guys can go and do whatever they want or so they think. So is Imran going to fancy his chances of being able to select himself to be the prime minister, meaning like he's going to have the horsepower, I should say, or the um, muscle to make sure that the electorate votes his way and and overpower the establishment, which is neutral. So we have to see how that thing plays out. Now, Shahbaz Sharif has been a sensible person in the sense that he made a a good job of being the chief minister of Punjab. So we don't know how uh, this this is going to shape up. If if the opposition is going to jointly put up Shahbaz Sharif as their candidate. Or if there is going to be some other alignment, and they are going to say, "Well, we will not announce a prime minister. We will go to the election, and then we will see what happens." So a lot of unknowns there. But I wanted to share you, share with you some information about what is the potential of the Rico Dick open mine. It supposedly can generate up to 200,000 tons of copper a year and 200,000 ounces of gold per year. And it is a joint venture between Barracks Gold and uh, uh, Pakistan. and In Pakistan, there are going to be two shareholders, Pakistan, uh, federal government, 25%, and Balochistan government, 25%, and Barracks is going to take 50%. However, the BLA has said that nobody is going to take out even a single ounce out of it. But they've already drawn a line in the sand. But what changes on the ground? In my opinion, nothing. So, are they going to have a new parliament? Is is Imran Khan confident that he's going to secure a majority on his own? I don't know. There are 342 seats, but it's it's a little murky because elected seats are so many. Then there are some appointed seats and so on and so forth. So it's a little murky as to what's going to happen. Two things can happen. One is Imran could go the Benazir Bhutto way or... Uh, uh, you know, he could actually lose and sit in the opposition. I mean, today, if uh, he had just lost, if he had resigned and sat in the opposition, that would have given him a voice, a bully pulpit to air his views. Now, there's a real chance that he might be deselected out of the complete politics of Pakistan and get nothing out of it, in which case he is, you know, forgotten in history. I don't know how that's going to play out. So that's something interesting that's going to be... Looked at. Another thing that went unmentioned was last Tuesday night. It is believed that the Consul General of Pakistan in Los Angeles died. Whether he died of natural causes or if it was something else has not been shared. But with Pakistan, you can never rule anything out. Remember World Cup 2007? Remember Bob Bulmer? I rest my case. So, a lot of stuff happening in Pakistan. But the important thing is you you have to wait and see how uh, imran khan is going to play this out also i'm curious as to who is funding all this effort or who is going to be funding his elections after all he has already blamed us and why did he blame us because us had stopped funding pakistan the other two possible benefactors are kingdom of saudi arabia and china and you remember that meeting where uh, yeah, imran struts up to the uh, Saudi king, and then starts saying his finger like this, and then he walks off. So Saudi Arabia is not very happy. In fact, something very interesting happened, uh, we'll talk about that in a, uh, at a later date. And, and, and therefore, China, Xi Jinping wouldn't even give him the time of the day. So who is going to be funding uh, Imran Khan? That's a question that is open. We have to wait and see how that goes. Thanks for watching. Please like, share and subscribe to our channel and click on the bell button. Let me see if there are any questions. I'm going to, I don't have uh, my editor helping me today. So I'm going to take a quick look at the question. So just bear with me. All right, Maya Jagannathan says, "Imi is just buying time, but for what? Comeback is feasible, doubt it. So it's more of a statement and I kind of agree with that essentially his, Process of becoming the prime minister was not elected; it was selected. So this is something that even Pakistanis now accept that that's what happened. So we have to wait and see where the neutral establishment decides to throw its hat. Please remember that there may not be a single voice coming out of the establishment. I've already told you about Lieutenant General uh, Faiz Hamid, the guy who was sipping tea in Kabul. Uh, remember, so that guy was the chief of ISI at that point. Then. Allegedly, he didn't take Bajwa's permission before flying out to Kabul. So that was the camp that Imran was trying to project. So establishment itself, if it gets split, then it is game time, game on. You don't know what's going to happen. That would be a very interesting situation. Next next question is from uh, Prasad Pandey, somewhere in the future, do you see Pakistan's future same as Afghanistan or Iraq? where only informal economy exists and no more world's interest lies in as- all aspects. Prasad, you hit the nail on the head. I just told you about the recoding. In my opinion, that just looks like smoke and mirrors, harki safai, slate of hand, whatever you want to call it. Interestingly, Bajwa claimed victory, I believe, and so did Imran Khan. So, neither of them can walk away from that now. So, we have to wait and see what happens. Sharthak Ghosh wants to know, do you think the US is behind this since it will be a convenient way to keep India distracted or in check? Sharthak, I think India has gotten past this because it has a bigger enemy breathing down its neck. and I think India has already gamed out this possibility that there could be you know, uh, action on the line of control as well as line of actual control. I don't think India is much concerned about what is going on in Pakistan. If if anything, Pakistan should be concerned about what is going on with the organized way in which BLA is taking pot shots at them. Manas Bora wants to know, after Imran, will the next government become more radical comparatively? Um, It depends Manas because Right now, this is a one-way street. General Ziaul Haq got Pakistan down this path where they be- they started, you know, becoming more and more religious. Everybody started having those beards, shaving this mustache, and all that stuff. And uh, to reverse course, the current process has to completely be decimated. I don't see that happening. They're going to be staying radical. Uh, I don't think it's going to get worse than what it already is because when you don't have food to eat when you don't have roof over your head and I believe electricity is also very spotty because Pakistan is not able to pay its dues. So that is a challenge. I don't think any uh, other country is going to come in. The only thing I see it is if Pakistan can maintain law and order and keep BLA off while allowing the mining, mining company to mine, and some jobs and prosperity may come out of it. Again, we have uh, talked about this in some depth with, depth with uh, Major Madan Kumar. So we have to wait and see how that plays out. Dev Jyoti Dutta wants to know: Ims staying back is a benefit in disguise for India. Your thoughts, please. So what you're saying is a known devil is better than an unknown angel. I don't think so. Shahbaz Sharif would make a better prime ministerial candidate, in my opinion, because he would put attention back on creating an economy, moving again. Pakistan is an informal economy. However, it does need a certain amount of infrastructure on its own, and that is a much-needed thing. What I'm hoping Shabar Sharif would do is that whenever there are you know, infrastructure projects for which he might get funding from China even, that he gives it to everyone and not just to an arm of the army in the garb of a private company. This is where Nawaz Sharif lost out. That's why he was um thrown out. But see, that is a must. and I think China, if they are going to come through with the $3 billion loan, they might tell Shabazz Sharif, this is how we want you to spend this money and keep an eagle's eye on him to make sure that that happens. But essentially, Pakistan will then become a vassal state of China. Even the terrorism will be only when China says, okay, turn it on, go and do something to India. But then you saw the other interesting incident that happened that I talked to you about, the misfiring missile from India that missed its mark and found an empty space where it crashed. There is much there. I've told you about this in a different uh, Hangout. So do watch that for knowing a little bit more. So I think at this point of time, uh, Shaba Sharif is, in my opinion, a better bet than Imran Khan. Imran Khan doesn't know how to govern. He can't keep thinking of the country as a cricket team, I mean this and that too. One victory. He wasn't like that great a captain even. So anyway, that's just my opinion. Okay. Sanat Kolhatkar, can Pakistani refugees try to enter into neighboring countries like Iran, India, due to failed economy there in Pakistan? In my opinion, there may be a few, but that will be more like the minority minorities like the Hindus and Christians and Parsis trapped in Pakistan. I don't think the Sunni majority will want to come out of there. Uh, the reason is there is so much poison told at, against India. Why would they want to now suddenly say, oh okay, this is a better place. They, so they are going to you know stay stick it out there and see what happens. So, but the the country is splitting up into four on its under its own weight is probably sooner than later. Mandar Karnik, thanks for using the hashtag Ask Sri. I never told this, but still you found it sensible enough to use it. Um, I think the destabilization of Pakistan, and Sri Lanka is opportune. They are in no shape to support China. Well, um, China, it is believed, gave a promise that they will give a $3 billion loan to Pakistan if Shahbaz Sharif becomes the prime minister. And he does a few things because the CPAC hasn't gone through the plain land yet and that's a huge challenge for China. If they can't do that, then the most they can do is to finish the road up to Rico Dick and take the thing uh, in the ores from there, go back to China, you know, purify it there and get the copper and gold out. It's a little bit of a long haul, if you will. So we have to wait and see how that is going to play out. Shartak Ghosh wants to know, do you see a restart in bilateral relations if IK is out? Will that help us or go the court way? I think in my opinion, India doesn't need Pakistan. Pakistan needs India, uh, but it has to be nice and they have to ask it in a nice way. In fact, interesting thing that happened was India wanted to give some wheat to Taliban and Pakistan wouldn't allow the convoy to go through until you know, some saner mines prevailed and it went through and Taliban during the time that they were waiting for wheat from India was getting their wheat from Pakistan. The moment Indian wheat came in, they said, oh my God, this is day and night difference. So there is also this contamination problem that Pakistan has with its food. They have a serious water problem also. Lots of problems, guys. I mean, I think it might be better off having split into four countries and then have you know, some of these countries, you know, sign a deal with India whereby they can say, okay, come administer this for us, set it up right, give us the currency, uh, give us the defense and and give us the infrastructure so that India can go in there. And, and because you, you think of Sindhudesh, sounds great, sounds like an Indian name, but look at what is happening to the minorities in Sindh. So you you can't reverse that by just having the same administration, same law and order machinery. Those guys are already corrupt. They've already chosen sites. They want to see the minorities completely uh, eliminated. So in such a situation, how does a new independent country change course? So this is an interesting part in history. I am hoping that something like that will go. So India cannot put its law and order machinery unless it also has the military there in boots on the ground, which means the Pakistani army, which is about I think 25% personal Pashtun and about 75% Punjabi will be told to go back to Punjab, don't even come out of there. Other states will be taken care of by India. Little bit, you know, far-fetched, but that is how it can be managed to some extent. We'll see how that goes. Girish Lohani, hello Sriji. how will China react to the sudden change in Pakistan? is Pakistan allegiance again moving to USA? I mean, USA is transactional. I don't think US is going to touch Pakistan because it is Pakistan that was behind the Taliban uh, moving back into Afghanistan. I think the wounds are still fresh and it is still the same administration. So I think US has much bigger things to do at this point of time, uh, including Uh, Stabilizing uh, United States itself. They have just lifted Title 42. a most stupid thing that they have done. And that is going to have its own impact in the middle of May. I think Biden is going to lose uh, control of uh, both Congress and Senate. In which case, the remaining two years will be a lame duck presidency. So he's doing more and more outrageous things in my opinion. So this is going to come and bite them in a very bad way. Just my opinion. I could be wrong. I could go wrong. So let's wait and see on that. B. B. Ramesh wants to know: What if there is no, if there is any civil unrest? Um, there will be, so martial law could be dec- uh, declared. Remember, from eighty-six to ninety-nine, for many portions of the, uh, many years during that time, Pakistan did have martial law. What does martial law mean? Martial law means that the law and order will be taken over by the military. You'll have military courts to go to, and military will be the one who will be doing all the policing on the streets. So that is what martial law is. And if any civil unrest happens, that might take place. And if that comes in, then elections are going to be up in the air. I mean, uh, that means that basically establishment will choose which way it wants to go. The question that people are not knowing the answer of is whether the establishment is speaking in a single voice or are there divergent notes? That's the most important thing. And I don't know the answer to that. Well, as soon as I find out the answer, I will let you know. So until then, we have to wait and see how it goes. Okay, that's all the questions we have today. Thanks for joining. Again, please do like, share and subscribe to our channel and click on the bell button for notifications. Thank you very much. Namaskar.